This is part two of a little mini series that we're doing this week on filmmaking. Now you might be like, listen, Heather, I ain't no filmmaker. But I think the concepts that we're talking about this week apply to so many different creative pursuits because whether it's making a film, starting a small business, writing your book, heck, putting your freaking voice online. Can we talk about that real quick? It takes some freaking bravery and courage and consistency and grit and digging in deep to find what makes you tick. In our last episode, we talked to Diego Silva, who is the writer-director of Hunting Souls, which is a film that I had the honor of participating in last year. And today we're talking with his wife, who is producer, Kelly Young Silva, about digging in deep, holding on to something within you and not giving up. mentioned in our last episode that I've been kind of hush-hush about this project, but now we can kind of start talking about it. Hunting Souls is coming out in a few months, which is this crazy thriller about a father who is trying desperately to save his daughter from something that is in the house, something that's in the house. And I had a awesome role in it as a uh, social worker who's coming in and I can't tell you much about it, but yo girl's in it and I'm super excited. It was a crazy experience from, you know, it's, it's a new world. I've, I've only been in this space of the Atlanta film industry for like two years now. I'm just a baby in it. But I think regardless of what happens, I'm so grateful for these experiences because it's really helped me to understand what it takes to actually make something happen. I said in our last episode, you know, we go to the movies, we go and we experience these different isolated events here and there. We're like, oh, that's great. That's this, that's that. These are years of people's lives putting things together. And the implications of that is really connecting to something that you love and that you believe in, that you would give so much of yourself to it, even when it's not recognized. Yeah, you might recognize something for an hour, hour and a half in a movie theater, but that represents so much more. And the creatives who come together and put that out into the world, it is such an honorable thing. And, and again, getting to see that firsthand, it has just been a humbling experience because the arts, creativity, this work, it moves people and it really, really matters. And so I hope that these few episodes, again, I know they're a little bit outside of the box, but hey, that's what we are here. I hope it encourages you wherever you are at right now, wherever you are sitting, whatever notebook is in your lap, whatever document is pulled up on your laptop, whatever work is at your hand right now that you have vision for that maybe. Maybe you feel so alone in, maybe you feel so frustrated with. I hope that these stories, these words of wisdom from these creatives keeps your pen to the paper and keeps you in the game a little bit longer because your work really matters. Kelly Young Silva is the owner of Words in Motion out in Atlanta and is the line producer of Hunting Souls. She's also my own acting coach and the wife of Diego Silva, who was in our last episode. The thing I've learned, I think, the most from Kelly over the past couple of years of working very deeply with her is that, well, that you have to dig in very, very deep when you want something because it is so much harder than it seems on the outside. And that's not to discourage you. It's just a reality. But there's also an invitation in that to discover elements of yourself that you didn't no existed. Yeah. And that's, that's what courage is. Courage is not not being afraid. 
Courage is walking through the fire, even though you know you're going to get burned. And that's hard. But after you keep doing it for a while, you just learn, you just learn to walk through the fire and what hits you hits you. I mean, for the most part, we're not dying, right? It feels like we're dying and we do something and it doesn't turn out the way we want it to. And we might uh, get some embarrassment from that or, but the thing is, then the next time you're in that same situation, you're going to come back stronger. And those people that remembered you at that level, they're going to see you bounce up to this level and they're going to go, how they, how did she do that? And you did that because you kept, you kept moving. So line producer, what exactly was your role on Hunting Souls? Yes, I was a, I was a line producer. Line producer is it's, it's the top producer next to the producer producer. You know, D- Diego has final uh, final say so on on whatever, but I'm handling, you know, making sure we we have everything. Um I had Angela Diaz, I hope I said her last name right, um in the beginning to really help us um with with understanding um the monies and and things like that. Um but just making sure that we stay in the budget. But we ended up, you know, with the with the pandemic, we had two shutdowns. So I ended up being the UPM also, which means over the hiring, firing and the works of all the employees. <clears throat> so we ended up doubling roles, ended up tripling roles too, because uh, by the time we got down to our budget, we had lost a lot. Um, so we really had to uh, just really team up. Luckily, it was filmed in our house. So um, we were able to do a lot of pre things that that helped. But um, yeah, it was by Heather, by the by the beginning of the second week. Now, where we live is 30, it's like 40, 40 minutes away from my mother. So I'm taking um, my child to stay in with my parents, who is who is at this time three months old, and I'm nursing. So I'm having to leave set late at night, drive 45 minutes and then nurse him. I'm luckily maybe getting four hours of sleep. And then I'm back on set the next morning. This is for 21 days. Into the second week, I, you, you asked Diego if he ever wanted to quit. <laughs> I wanted to quit. I was like, my, I, I can't, I can't, my, I'm, I'm not going to make it. But one thing that I've also learned through time and just through pushing yourself is every time that you're at that point where you think you can't cross over, you just have to dig your feet in and you just have to make yourself get up and you just have to make yourself go. Even if you end up 10 minutes late because you, you, you could it, you, you got to push yourself to do. And then there's a little gold nugget over on the other side that just keeps you, this satisfies you for a minute so that you can keep moving. And eventually your body will adjust to that. So by the end of it, you know, my body was adjusted I was I was fine, but they, there's pictures, um, little little memes that go up about filmmaking, and it shows the person at the beginning, and then it shows them looking at a, like a zombie at the end, <laughs> and and it really is that way because after you get off set, you're still trying to figure out scheduling. You're um you you're still trying to figure out what you have for the next day with scheduling. We were really having to wait on Diego, who was involved in a whole bunch of things because um. We couldn't really make the schedule without without him because we were we were roll, we were just rolling so fast. Twenty one days to make a, to do a feature film is, is short. We you know in a perfect world we would have needed another week. Now this is unconventional leaders, right? A producer is a leader. She just shared what it was like on behind the scenes making a movie, but she's still in a leadership position where people are coming to her and asking her questions. I remember one time being on set and some like magazine showed up. She's showing up for people. She has to be the face of Hunting Souls. 
Like, how do you do that when you're dealing with exhaustion and all your personal stuff? I, I think that I've just been rolling so fast for so long that I just know how to, you know, it comes down and this is what I tell you in classes, it comes down to experience when, when all, all, you know, at this point, I've directed many plays, I've done tons of community things, I've ran programs, and all of that on 15 hour weeks with having kids, you know, you just learn to do that. But you also learn that uh, when when a fire comes about, because it, it does and it did, um, you have to put that out immediately. And sometimes you have to fire people and, and let people go. And that's not always easy. But you, um, there's a book, Seven Habits of, I love that book, because what that book did for me in the early days of, of me becoming an entrepreneur is it helped me stay focused on what my objective is. My objective is to protect the set. So if my objective is to protect the set, then I, then yes, your feelings are important, but my protection over the set rules, rules when it comes to your feelings or, or my set running on, it's my set that's going to win. You also have to know that you're, you know, when you're in any kind of leadership position, you're not going to always be the nice guy. You're going to do it as you know, you're going to handle that situation the best you can with as much love that you can. But at the end of the day, you know, in this time that I've been in this, the industry part, you know, as an actor way before, but um, I'm going on 10 years with my studio. I've lost a lot of friendships that um, I thought were really solid friendships. And because at the end of the day, it's that I'm protecting something. And so, you know, you have to protect your career, you have to protect your space. And it's, it's just like, you know, a, a mother protecting her children. At the end of the day, you're going to cut whoever messes with your child. And it's that way. It has to be that way with your business also. You have to protect it. Now, Kelly is, I would call her a multi-passionate type person. And I was wondering, I've never asked her this a couple of years I've known her. What do you think is your underlying core? Like, what is your, what is your deep passion? I don't feel like that I have to be an actor, believe it or not. I don't feel like I have to make films. I feel like I have to construct things. I feel like, you know, I was in management for a long time before um, I managed restaurants. I've managed doctor's offices. Um, I like putting puzzles together. You know, with, with directing, um, I think that's the reason I did so well with uh, directing plays and things like that. And when I'm directing you guys in class, I mean, that's what it is. I'm sticking and putting myself in the director's place. I really just like pulling all the elements together. I, I mean, I love coaching and I love that part of my studio, but I also love marketing. I love selling. I love education. I love people. And so at the end of the day... You know, with everything, you have to have a mission statement. And my mission statement is to is to further the arts. And I love all the pieces that come together on that. Now that it's over with, I always love asking people if they could like go back and reflect and tell themselves something before, like even a year ago, before starting Hunting Souls. What would you tell that, Kelly? Oh, man. You know, I learned so much, even like things that are just so important for for actors, you know, yeah. I've produced before, but really being in that producer's producer seat on a different with a budget <laughs> and um, and, you know, with a full crew and all that. Yeah, I just I just learned so much that actors need to know about production because, um, you know, the casting director is the one that 
you know, you do the audition for the casting director, but the casting director then takes the people that they feel fit the project and then they present them to production. And production is the one that actually picks you unless it's a, you know, unless they're just so covered up and they're like, hey, this is a small role. Just pick somebody that you, you know, but ultimately they have the full decision. So the casting director can love you. The casting director is going to fight for you. But at the end of the day, it's productions. And we don't really talk about that. We, we, we tend to think that the casting director has all the power and, and it's not. And, and, you know, the, um, the other thing is the casting directors really know the actors, right? I mean, they're really spending a lot of time with the actors. So their influence is really important. But if a director is like, no, I want this person. And even if the casting director is saying, but, you know, you really should check into this person. The, the casting director is going to know their acting level a little better. Production doesn't always know that. A lot of times production is also they're looking for uh, selling their product. You having a name behind you, you could love somebody else. But uh, if if you're going to sell, if you're going to help sell my project because you've built in the industry, then I might choose you over somebody else. I was wondering about getting along with talent. Like, is that ever put into consideration from like a casting perspective or production perspective? Yeah. I mean, like even with us, you know, we knew we were going to be in our home. Um, the actors had their own spaces, but we weren't going to have like big trailers or so we wanted people that we felt like, especially for our main characters, that were really easy to get along with. Because we knew we were just going to have to be bouncing and rolling. And that's, that's something that you have to think about, too, as production. Like, you have to be really honest with yourself. What can you provide? And what kind of personality do you need to fit that? And our actors were amazing. I mean, they helped out so much. And, and most of them are, are uh, like Sunny. She, she does a lot of her own um, production. And she, she really gets that and understands that. And Aiden was just Aiden Turner. He's so easy to work with. Now, I've heard two different arguments with, with creativity. I've heard that some people say you need to go all in and master it and close the doors on everything else and just become obsessed over your craft. I've also heard people say that we need to be more well-rounded as creatives and like tinker in different things so we have more stuff to bring to the table. If you have interest in, in whatever you're interested in, you should pursue. Now, I will say I always have like who I am and then things that I've done. So I am an acting coach. At one point, I was an actor, um, but I, I do audition. I am an actor. I do produce. Um, I have a talk show. I work within my community. I do outreach for charities and things like that. So yeah, I have a ton of, of interest, but I'm interested in all of those. So again, it was like what you and Diego were talking about doesn't really feel like work. But I think at the end of the day, you're looking to get as much experience as true experience as you can. If you look at Diego, he can do He's so good as a director because he's done everything else. Uh, he can do sound. He's not a sound master, but he can he can do sound. If something's off, like he can hear it. He can say, uh, that's not, does lighting. Uh, he's a cinematographer. He understands acting well enough to, and, and has actually threw himself in the acting shoes, um, but he would not at all consider, he doesn't want to be an actor. Uh, but you know, all of that is experience. You look at your, your show, um, when you get on set, how much of what you've already done helps you when you're in this, 
in this different thing. So that's what it is. I mean, Heather, if I go back to, you know, I started off coaching kids. I ran a home daycare for nearly five years. I had nine kids plus my own in my house the whole time. That's how I learned to manage kids. But that played a part in my studio when I began coaching kids. Everything, everything that you that you do is going to serve you somewhere. So I don't know. I mean, I think you need to have one thing that you say, I'm this. And then under that, you say, I'm this, but I do this, blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, if you tell somebody that you do 70 billion things, then they're confused. They're like, whoa, who is she? What is she doing? But if I say I, I'm an acting coach and that's my main thing, but these other things can fall fall under that. Now, we kind of open this conversation with talking about, you know, digging in deep and finding that grit within you. And I was wondering with Kelly, if she had any advice for any anyone who's listening right now who really loves what they do, but might be wondering if it is time to quit and wondering if they'll they'll actually make it. I think that if it's not serving you, then you need to quit. If it becomes so much of a burden to you that you... I, I relate that this comes to my mind. I attended bar for many, many years. And there was one night where I walked in and I had... At this point, I had a day job and then I was working tending bar for extra money on weekends and, and some weeknights. And I walked in one day and I just didn't enjoy it anymore. Kind of makes me sad because I loved it, you know, because I love people. Um, but I just reached a point where I was just like, I can't. I literally looked around. I couldn't couldn't do anymore. And I told my manager, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And she said, do you want this to be your last night? And I said, yes. Wow. I didn't have to think about it. I, and I tended bar for nearly eight years. Wow. So it was a large part of my life. And it's a lar large part of how I connected to my community. But I was done with it. I got all uh, out of it that, that I could get out of it. And it wasn't serving any me anymore. I didn't feel joy in, joy anymore. I started to feel sorry for the people around me. I, it just wasn't working anymore. And so then, then you have to move. Then I think you have to move. But as long as you can find some interest, as long as it's interesting you in some way, I think the problem is, is we tell ourselves that we have to make it in a certain field. Why? You don't have to, you don't have to make it. If you're, if, if you're, going to classes, you're doing, doing, you know, something that's geared towards that, they're going to push you in that way. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. You know, what are you gaining from that? What are, what's serving you from that? Right. It should feel like work. I mean, if we want to work, if we want this to be our work. If we want this to be our career, it's going to feel like work. Now I have one more question for Kelly, but before we go, you can actually sign up for a free audit acting class with her if that's something that you are interested in. It is linked up in the show notes, wmatlantaactingclasses.com. And again, Hunting Souls, Facebook and Instagram is linked up in the show notes as well. It'll be out in just a couple of months. So make sure you guys are following along on your favorite social media platform so you can see your favorite Southern girl named Karen. Come on, y'all. But before we go, Kelly, any last thoughts? I am just so blessed and so honored to be doing what I love. Um, if you, you know, if you know a little bit about my story, um, a little over 10 years ago, um, my life was probably as low as low could possibly be. And sometimes, guys, sometimes you need to be in that lull because um, when there's nowhere else to go, then you don't really have anything else to lose except for to do what you've set out to do. 10 years ago, when I started my studio with nothing, 
I would sit in my room and I would just think, why God, you know, if this is my mission and this is my calling, which I do feel like it is, why don't you give me the things that I need? It took another probably three years before I even started seeing a light at the beginning of the tunnel, not much less the end of the tunnel. But, and I remember, you know, I'm always putting myself on, on percentages. When I first started, I, I wasn't even at the end of the, at the beginning of the pathway. You know, I was 30% from being at the beginning of the pathway. As I just kept moving, I kept seeing myself and three years in, at least I'm in the tunnel now. And um, now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm where I want to be. If I died tomorrow, I would be happy with my life. I would be, yeah, I would be happy with my life. And I did that in 10 years. So the biggest thing that I have to say is that you are the creator of your life. And if you want a better life, you're going to have to go through some severe sacrifice according to what's going on in your life, but you can 100% have the life that you want to have if you walk towards it and stay in it. You are the creator of your life. Think about that. I love that. Everything for her changed just within 10 years. That is not that long. And like she said, you can have the life that you want. I receive that. I hope you receive that right now, my friends. My coach recently told me, I love this. He said that your actions are casting a vote in the type of person that you want to become. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Your actions are casting a vote on the type of person that you want to become. Like Kelly said, we are the creators of our lives. God has given us a paintbrush, y'all. God's given us a paintbrush. Listen, we love you. We're in your corner. See you soon. Hey, y'all, before we jet out of here, if you are looking to build a course or a membership site, building some online income so you can fund your creative work, you know, bring in a little extra money monies. One of my favorite platforms, I'm not gonna lie to you, it's my favorite platform, is Kajabi. Almost everybody I work with, I somehow convinced to get onto Kajabi. I personally use it. It's an all-in-one platform for not only your email list, but also hosting your courses, your membership sites, and pretty much whatever you wanna do. You can do it on Kajabi. To start your free trial, all you have to do is go to heatherparity.com forward slash Kajabi. That is linked in the show notes. And start your trial for 14 days. I mean, technically, you could build a product, sell the product within two weeks, and it pays for itself. No sweat. Again, that is heatherparity.com forward slash Kajabi. 